0: Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise and mejia in Delaware, USA.
1: And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK.
0: This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers.
1: I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist.
0: I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist.
1: We are Two Hypnotherapists Talking.
0: So let's get on with the episode welcome to another episode Denise (laughs) hi Martin are you having a busy week
1: Uh, I'm having a very busy week at the moment yeah very very busy uh all 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 things are blasting away um yeah because it's only one two three months now till I will be lecturing on hypnotherapy for SFTA that's
0: right yeah yeah you're getting all your ducks in a row for that
1: I am I am indeed (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) what's your favorite topic
1: um when
0: you're when in lecture when you're teaching people hypnosis what what of those things is your is your favorite topic
1: uh i like the miracle question which of course is based on solution focused brief therapy rather than on Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy um but i do like the miracle question because it's the start of that imaginative process of visualizing Mm -hmm. a better visualizing where you want to be Mm -hmm. and of course hypnosis is all about visualization isn't it
0: it is indeed, mm. uh, but that, not necessarily visual. <laughs> yeah, no, not necessarily. It can be a feeling. Yeah. Feeling or a song, whatever it is. Whatever it is for you is fine. You just have to have a little bit of imagination. Mm. Um, no, actually, when I, when I asked, I meant what sort of issues as you prefer. What do you have a particular kind of niche that you like to work with?
1: Uh, well, I work pretty much across the board, but I do particularly like working with people with anxiety
0: mm-hmm
1: <laughs> um, there's a lot of them about yeah i know but the, the difference that it can make to people's lives is really something special mm-hmm. i mean don't don't get me wrong it's great helping people to mentally rehearse for a driving test or public speaking or something like that but when somebody is i don't, know, I don't like to use the word but when someone is really stricken with anxiety when they
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know basically start to feel sick physically sick at the thought of leaving the house mm-hmm. and within a few weeks you know that the problems are more or less resolved it's a good feeling it is yeah
0: yeah
1: it is it, it, do you find that in this job though part you know
0: oh i love part of I've the got reward
1: a, is that feel good feeling <laughs>
0: yeah I'm, I'm now getting calls of, of client clients who've who finished but mm. just keep in touch now and every couple yeah. of months they'll just say oh i have a chat oh sure i'll have a chat yeah. you're doing
1: really well it's nice yeah it, it is it's nice when people just let you know how they're going on but also as i say it's just that for me it's that feeling of knowing that you've helped them and um, mm-hmm. get to where they want to be because i always say i mean that that's what i always say with everybody isn't it where are you now where do you want to be if you can answer those two questions we already, have a
0: plan <laughs> we're already in the right
1: direction yeah we're, we're already i wouldn't say halfway there because that's not true but we're certainly on the way there aren't we
0: so before we started, we said that you were going to tell me about this doctor who used to practice medicine and psychiatry. Psychiatry is a form of medicine, but yeah. physical yeah. medicine as well as psychiatric medicine mm. and and was also trained in hypnosis from the previous century. Not this one, but early in the previous century. So I, you, you gave oh, me we're a We're both a from
1: the previous century, aren't we, Denise? I know. So, well, yeah. for,
0: but... But no, I think it was a 100 years ago that such and such happened. And yet, mm. when I was learning it as a kid, it was a fairly recent event. Mm. So what are you going to tell me about this good doctor? Well,
1: no, I, I was watching a program about Agatha Christie the other night. And
0: mm. they were talking
1: about that period where she disappeared for a little while. And then when she came back, things weren't as they were before quite a okay. number of years and then there was rumors flying around that she'd been to see um, a psychiatrist on harley street in london and um I, I started to look into some of the workings of some of the old psychiatrists on mm-hmm. harley street and there was one a dr william brown who we just
0: just interject here for any americans listening who don't know what the significance of harley street is that was the place to have your medical office. Those people still have is. arrived. Yeah, it still is. And then, yeah, it's not a national health place usually. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh. Um, yeah, no, he, he was a medical doctor mm-hmm. and then also trained in psychiatry. And then he is known for the work he did um, helping people with what was called then shell shock. Talking um, about the the nineteen fourteen onwards from World War One. I.
0: Um, I wonder what they called it before, because there must have been before
1: they had shells. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. gunpowder okay. shock. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not a laughing matter, unfortunately, no. and a lot of people did, and a lot of people were shot for cowardice during mm. the period. Um, but it was at least in World War One, it was a recognised phenomenon. Yeah, they just too much had been put on somebody. Um, okay, so sorry, carry on about Mr. Brown. Well,
1: well, well, (laughs) I was watching the program about these young men, young soldiers that had come back with shell shock. And I was looking at the physicality, Yeah, is that the right word? Physicality of them Um, when they were walking, shaking and and almost, Mm -hmm. almost like convulsions, Um, probably hearing it it still. Yeah. Ah, probably so. Yeah. Still hearing the noises off the, mm-hmm. the Warfields. Um, so this doctor, he was he qualified as a medical doctor. Then he did psychiatry. He, he did an MBBCH degree in 1914. I don't know what that means. You will. though.
0: it's a stroke for medicine and surgery. Right. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: Um, but then he became a reader in psychology as well at the university of London. Um, so he was doing psychotherapy on these, um, people with shell shock and i was reading further he said he also embarked on suggestive therapy with them and of course suggestive therapy is
0: good old hypnosis why don't we call things like yeah i did i hadn't heard that one because we talk about suggestions all the time but Mm. i hadn't heard it called that that's interesting
1: yeah he, he practiced um suggestive therapy and i thought well that sounds very much like um hypnotherapy mm. to me so he had quite good success rates as well at helping these young men with their shell shock which of course we'd call ptsd now don't we
0: mm-hmm. mm. and it's still alive and kicking and finally getting recognized hypnotherapy is now recognized as a treatment for PTSD, mm. even by the VA here. I assume a similar situation in with British servicemen. They also have access to healthcare that would include hypnosis.
1: I would imagine so. They have access to all kinds of sort of counselling and that kind of mm-hmm. things um, after you know after they've been traumatised. Um, but yeah, I mean, hypnotherapy is recommended for so many things now by the NHS. Um, I would mm-hmm. imagine they would include it for trauma as well.
0: Mm-hmm. What sorts of trauma? can result in that i mean resulting yeah it's an easy you hear people talking about relatively minor things that have Mm. caused that kind of insulting because you don't know what tips the scales
1: well yeah you know maybe they're having a
0: wonderful day and something bad nearly happens and they're fine and then they're having a bad day and something nearly happens and they're not fine i mean Mm. it's just yeah people are complicated (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but they do say, don't they? It's like a, when it's been a threat to life sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, if somebody's had, like, say, an ear missing a car or an ear missing something else.
0: Well, you uh, yourself had PTSD. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, following a very serious robbery, as you know. And when I went to see my GP um, and I'd explained what had happened and how I was feeling, uh, my GP said to me, oh, it's PTSD. Well, I'm going back, you know, well, not that many years now. At that time, this was before I was trained to be a therapist, I just associated PTSD with things like shell shock. Wars, yeah. Yeah, uh, with wars, yeah. Not with something that I'd been through. I didn't think, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when, when they said, oh, you've got PTSD, I've not been in a war. Uh, but it mm-hmm. was, it was, and it was dealt with, and thankfully, <laughs> Um quickly. Was
0: that your first introduction when you first realised that hypnosis was a thing or... Or they just happened that you learned about this.
1: Well, it wasn't even the treatment I had. wasn't even billed as hypnosis, as it were. I went hmm. for EMDR.
0: Oh, okay. So,
1: and the no adjacent and relaxation therapies. afterwards <laughs> 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 was um, hypnotherapy. I mean, EMDR is a, to me. I think it's a form of hypnosis. EMDR mm-hmm. therapists will be screaming everywhere. No, it's not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, it's the other thing, of course, linked with PTSD, when you were just saying if somebody's had a near miss, for example, in a car crash or something, is that survivor guilt that mm-hmm. in itself is like a form of PTSD, isn't it?
0: hmm Well, when, when other people have, if you have, you miss, miss the car that's coming straight on, but the guy behind you didn't, you could get survivor guilt, mm. it, I suppose. But, um, yeah. I would imagine people who are refugees in this country or yours, that yeah. would have uh, would have a tendency to feel guilty about the fact that they are now in a safe place themselves. It's it's weird, mm. but um, yeah. It's funny how I wonder if they're being. I wonder if they're being offered hypnosis or EMDR for that matter for Those things they must have access to counselling if they're coming in, yeah, refugees. yeah. They are. The,
1: the, 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 there's a lot of charities in this country that help the refugees, the people that have come here for protection because of war in their own country. I think we've got something like I think it's about 200,000 people from Ukraine over here, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, that have come to this country for shelter. Um, it might even be more. There was, there was a, I think on the news recently about how many of them have said that they like to stay here permanently now anyway um you know even if the troubles were over tomorrow in their country as it were but yeah there's a lot of charities doing a lot of good work to help these people mm-hmm. um, i mean <clears throat> you know i i can't imagine what it must be like to suddenly have to up sticks leave everything your entire life and go to a strange country
0: yeah, that if it was just that that would be a mm-hmm. shock and then there's it's what's left sh-
1: behind over there as well like you say yeah all the friends relatives or right. even the site of your home city totally destroyed. That would be enough right. to, you know, yeah. traumatise
0: you, certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And there's a huge number of people affected by this now. We've got mm. wars everywhere, it seems. But, all right, so do you see people, you don't see people for PTSD yourself? Have you had any people I, come to you? Yeah, I've,
1: I've seen people with PTSD. Oh. Um, yeah, absolutely, I have, and it's, it's been helpful to them.
0: How do they get to you? Are they, these people self-refer or is it coming through the therapy clinic? They,
1: these people have come through the clinics I work at. Okay. And, um, they've, they've come to me for that kind of so thing. So
0: usually they've had other forms of therapy?
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't been
0: there? Okay.
1: Yeah, here, here's the interesting thing um, that, I, that I found, and this is just anecdotal, that's all. Um, mm-hmm. What I found is where, where people have tried CBT and not had the success they wanted, hypnotherapy has been really helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you had anybody who had, have you had anybody who's gone to hypnosis first and then gone to CPT?
1: One or two. Yes. Um, because again, not everything works for everybody. So in the interest of balance and fairness, yeah, I've Mm -hmm. referred, I've referred clients who haven't had great success with hypnotherapy over to CPT. Because the two therapies are quite different and I, I'm, I'm beginning to see there's a pattern here with which ones sort of seem to work for which types of people or which types of complaint do
0: you use mostly direct suggestion
1: no indirect suggestion
0: uh, yeah yeah and the cbt in. is really fairly direct,
1: direct. yeah the thing with yeah. cbt is it tends to get the patient to focus on the issue yeah um whereas yeah. what i do we don't focus on the issue we focus on everything yeah. but
0: <laughs> there may be something to you can probably cut this out but it, it may be something also just that they need to hear other people hearing what they've been through mm. whereas of, with, with, yeah. we do you hear it once because we need to know what what they're coming from but you don't uh revisit that very often oh
1: absolutely i mean you need to know that your therapist knows where you're coming from and what you've been through um, absolutely. I mean, we've said it before, I would never minimize what somebody says to me at the first meeting. Um, mm-hmm. But I always make it plain to them, we don't need to revisit it again now. Um, you know, I, I repeat it back to them, let them know I've understood what it is that's troubling them what it is they've been through. But we just don't mm-hmm. need to go there, do we? Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if we do things, um, such as the rewind technique, okay, now, if anybody's watching or listening to this that isn't familiar with that, it's a it's a quite common hypnotherapeutic technique, um, where we may go back to before a traumatic event, and then go to after it. But again, we don't need to visit the actual event itself, do we when we do that technique,
0: you should acknowledge it happened?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. that's (laughs) Well, I mean, we've we've both said before now, haven't we, we can't erase bad memories, we can just change how you react to them, perhaps often you think about them.
0: Yes, preferably. (laughs) When you think about it, it's because you've chosen to think about them, not intruding into your thoughts in the middle of the day or night, worse.
1: Yeah, but our minds are funny things, though, Denise. Don't you find talking very Very scientific
0: of you to notice that?
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We can't all have a doctorate. (laughs) No, but it's strange, though, how we will take comfort from keep going over something bad.
0: Mm hmm. I wonder, but this of course we know that every time you look at something you change it slightly maybe that's what you're trying to do
1: possibly yeah we they do say that i mean that's again that's perhaps something interesting for our viewers and listeners they might not uh, be aware of it if they're not hypnotherapists mm-hmm. but every time we recall a memory we do slightly change it don't we
0: mm-hmm. yeah or, you
1: know, either if we're just adding to it embellishing it
0: yeah i think it's that i think it's, it's the fabulation your, your brain has it needs a proper story so you have to have mm. a beginning and an end and the, it puts those pieces in that you don't necessarily
1: have yeah or like you say it needs an end that's yeah we all like closure on things don't we
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, this is why if ever you've had an argument with somebody and not had a chance to finish it the way you yeah. wanted it to. You're still
0: arguing in the car. Yeah,
1: you'll, you'll <laughs> rerun it in your head though, won't you? Maybe change the ending to suit yourself.
0: You're winning, yeah.
1: Yeah, so if any anybody who's watching or listening to this goes through that experience, please be assured that's perfectly usual.
0: <laughs> absolutely. But if you do it a lot, a hypnotist probably can help you. Or, or maybe CBT, depending yeah. on you. Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah absolutely well no it actually is, it... if
0: somebody thinks that I have any of those more serious I, I, everything i see is, it's serious because it's something that's happening to you mm. and i want to know about it i don't mean to minimize any issue that, no. that somebody comes to me for but something that's truly debilitating like ptsd or mm. even intrusive thoughts really the first stop is the doctor it's got to be yeah. make sure yeah yeah absolutely. you'll hear if you, if you listen to this more than once you'll hear more than one episode of this, you'll still hear us saying, yes, consult your doctor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just because Denise is in America doesn't mean she's on commission from the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, in, in all seriousness, though, um, when we talk about things like um, repetitive thoughts, as I say, I, I just find it fascinating that our mind seeks to do that. As you say, yeah, possibly trying to change it slightly every time. Um, mm-hmm. We we can take comfort in going over and over something tragic that happened to us, can't we?
0: Maybe it also makes it almost mundane if you if you see something over and over and over and over. Maybe you begin to well, that's strange I mean,
1: because it sometimes and you'll perhaps acknowledge this from the work you used to do when we see bad things frequently we can become desensitized to it can't we right. maybe that's our minds trying to desensitize ourselves to something terrible that's happened by keep repeating it except it's not quite doing its job properly it's just re-traumatizing us
0: mm. maybe. so what else did you glean from this show that you were watching about about this good doctor Or maybe not. I don't know.
1: Agatha Christie's husband was a philanderer.
0: Um. (laughs) He learned that too. (laughs) Old news.
1: (laughs) No, I just found it fascinating um, that going back then, well over 100 years ago now, um, that somebody was practising hypnotherapy on Harley Street, somebody who Mm -hmm. was a medical doctor as well.
0: Yeah. Well, we know that Freud studied hypnotism Mm. uh, and then chose to... Maybe he was rebranding. I don't know. It's 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 been the victim of so much of, of cycles. So you just, this, oh, this is wonderful. It's the best thing since sliced bread. And then uh, it just goes away again. And I know we're riding high at the moment. It's a lot mm. of people using hypnosis. And I wonder when, if we'll be able to sustain it. Because mm. mostly a problem with overpromising. Yeah, no? yeah. Some some
1: some people do, yeah. or or some clients overpromise themselves. It's important to manage clients' expectations, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. And remind them that they have to do some work in this process too. It's not.
1: Yeah, yeah. They... not only do you
0: have to show up, but you have to <laughs> please follow instructions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. it. It's you know because of the nature of the way hypnosis might be perceived on television and that kind of thing. Um that's people, what i mean by the
0: that's that's what i mean by the over promise i think that's, well, that's what's what to them. yeah
1: I, I think a lot of people have the expectation is that they can just come to us and off they go
0: mm-hmm.
1: problem solved and it's not like that it can be now yeah. and again <laughs> it can be now and again but it's a little bit more than that they'd have to put some work in themselves don't they
0: so i, I don't think if you get over your fear of flying the next thing is the book of a lesson in how to fly a plane I don't think that would be probably a good idea <laughs> Just, maybe the sense of control would, would work better for you but
1: well, we, so we what, were talking before weren't we before we came on air though about um things like falling off a bike yeah uh, and we say the that, old
0: adage mm-hmm.
1: the old adage yeah the best thing to do is get straight back on it again you don't have time then to have that fear or for that fear to take a hold
0: right yeah, which of course really is what we do when we rehearse with clients. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. You're you're metaphorically getting on the bike in your imagination and reminding your body. It's a pleasant experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, well, this is it. And of course, it it depend if you were, for example, let's say you were hypnotizing somebody to literally get back on their bike after perhaps having an ear miss with a car or something. Um, you would go into great detail about that. I mean, you would get them to absolutely be there in their mind, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's feeling the wind in the hair or whatever the air around the ankles, cause they've got short socks on as they're pedalling along or whatever. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, again, if, if anybody's watching this, it's never been hypnotized. That's never had, um, hypnosis done to them. The actual experience um if you if you get you know into a nice comfortable trance the actual experience is very very lifelike isn't it
0: because mm-hmm. that's the entire point you want mm. them to yeah which is how you build those new pathways and you'll be better i have not this year i haven't had many many so far this year I'm March in february but i used to get quite a lot of people wanting to improve performance at things pianists like mm. or um one lady who wanted it who wanted to improve her billiards game all right okay yeah so that kind of rehearsal they have to really imagine it it's hard to imagine something if you haven't done it i haven't got, had anybody come and say teach me how to golf no can't do that <laughs> but no, if you no, play golf it's... we can get you better at it
1: yeah well that, that reminds me of the british boxer the the world middleweight champion glenn caitley Mm. Um, who became world middleweight champion. I think it was. Any boxing fans, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, in, back in the 1980s or 90s, and he underwent hypnosis from David Newton um, mm. before all his fights. And they went through a exactly the same induction and deepener every single time. Mm-hmm. And then he practiced focusing in the fight on... Knocking his opponent out, they did a visualization of a, a cobra and a mongoose. Oh. It was thick. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time they just did that visualization repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Um, and on the, I think it was on Sky Sports, when the boxing match was televised, the commentator was sort of talking about Glenn Caitlyn's punching actions and this, that and the other, and how he was completely in the zone, saying, mm-hmm. I think I'll have some of that hypnosis too. Because um, yeah. Glen <laughs> Caitlyn spoke about um being hypnotized and and how it helped him with his focus and with his rehearsal mm-hmm. for his game. Yeah. He actually yeah. went on to become a hypnotist.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, See, after he I, I from boxing. I don't know him at all. I I, I would I was never a boxing fan. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't um, see the
1: sensing people knocking the brains out of each other. Yeah, um, it does.
0: We know it does cause problems, but that's a that's a subject for a different time. But um, this fellow Newton, I didn't know that name either. Can you talk. About David him a Newton bit?
1: was the founder of CPHT.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Back in the day.
0: All right. So, what other issues, other than PTSD, was this other doctor famous for?
1: Um. I'm not entirely sure.
0: <laughs> I, I hadn't heard his name before. I mean, not really. Yeah, no, he, he, he was,
1: he was specialising in shell shock, as I say, and had um, quite good success with it. Um, but I can't find any references to him talking about mm. hypnotherapy, only suggestive therapy and psychotherapy.
0: Well, the, the name got changed every 20 or 30 years. And I mean, you see it now. People come and say, oh, I practice Psyche. I don't practice hypnotism. It's the same thing. It's just rebranded.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, well, the big one, of course, is NLP. <laughs>
0: hmm. But if there, there is you can do NLP without having to not do using an induction. Yeah. At least not not consciously.
1: <laughs> but... Well, I always say NLP is hypnotherapy with your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are there are a lot of similar traits, and of course, it's a crossover. Yeah. Actual um, certain procedures that are credited to NLP are used in hypnotherapy. Yeah. Oh. The rewind technique being one of them.
0: Do you ever see anybody that you don't put into put into trance, allowing them to go into trance by themselves, which is what's really happening?
1: Yes, I, I have. I'll be careful now. I have one particular client at the moment who does mm-hmm. not like the procedure of lying back and being hypnotised. Okay. Okay, but we can, and but they enjoy the talking therapy side of things, as mm-hmm. in. the the pre-talk so we go into the pre-talk we talk and talk and talk and i can see at a certain point that they're (laughs) yeah (laughs) completely absorbed shall i say Mm -hmm. and for about the last so it's really
0: it's conversational yeah yeah yeah
1: i I wouldn't i wouldn't flatter myself to say it's so much like that because you start to think straight away ericsson and Mm. i'm not talking in that league where
0: as, well, I mean, very few people are in his league. But yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, the, the, this client preferred, they said they felt more benefit from the first part of the session than the second. I said, well, we'll just extend the first part then. Mm-hmm. um But in doing so, they go very, very quiet and then they are completely absorbed in what I'm saying to them. The conversation we, turns into a monologue from myself. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that sort of fits what you're saying or what you're asking.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good and what that's just from, what about you I'm with you i a couple of people who just want to now some of my work i do is more coaching mm. <clears throat> like a lot of the clients who come to me because they want better control over their weight let's call it that this week um and i like to see them weekly normally for my hypnosis clients i see them every other week mm. and they have an audio to listen to because the The, the peak value comes usually about a week into after they've had a chance to practice all these things happening to them for a week. And then, so I usually see them every two weeks, but for weight issues, because it doesn't matter how wonderfully effective the hypnosis session is. It's not going to fall off literally. And so I think they benefit from having this sort of coaching, but that obviously includes them listening to an audio at night and talking to me about when they're sick of listening to that one, could they have another one, please? And i redo whatever mm. it is. Um, but it really is just a conversation with them. Mm. And a few have, said, oh, can we do that thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> extend it for a little bit longer and do that thing yeah. again. Actually,
1: you just remind me to ask you something as well, talking of your weight management or weight control clients. Mm. Bearing in mind your previous profession, how often do you suggest your clients get weighed or do you not suggest they get weighed?
0: I ask them how they want to monitor their mm. success. Um, most of them want to know how much they've lost because they know they've lost something. So I should suggest mm. it a couple of times a month. Mm. You, you don't want to go, you know, not knowing at all no. whether something is working for them for a month because then they've lost a month of time that might be useful. Um, but that, the easiest thing for most women at least is to say do you have an outfit that the waist is a little bit tight on you mm. and do you want to just put that on as you're see how you're doing so use something about once a week mm. so we have some idea if you feel like you if you weigh yourself every day you drive yourself completely mad it's water weight anyway yeah that comes
1: off that was going to be my next question because even if somebody gets weighed every week they might appear not to have lost weight that week well it just so happens that morning when they're getting weighed, they had a lot of salt the day before. Right. Um, so if they weighed the day after, they would have lost three pounds.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So unless you're gonna do it morning and evening, every single day, you know, no, mm. you'll drive yourself mad. Well no, most then... most of them most of them say they're gonna use the, their waist size and then they admit to me every couple of weeks I weighed myself and I <laughs> <was this." laughs>
1: No, no, because yeah. obviously I don't have your medical background, but when I deal with weight management clients, I say get weighed once a fortnight.
0: Yeah, I think that's about right. Sure. Um, I did have somebody the other day that I had to pull up whilst we were talking, the talking part of the session. Um, and she said, well, while I go back to eating normally, Is it? no, no, we're finding your normal new normal that's what we're doing your new normal
1: well there you go that's the buzzwords anyway post-covid isn't it the new normal (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: i think it's mostly because people feel that they're eating less and therefore they're losing so it doesn't logically it doesn't sound logical to them to be eating the same lesser amount and maintaining but of course that much food is keeping this the additional food that you're eating is keeping that main that overweight as yeah. at maintenance and once they get their head around that i think they're they're okay that's why i never don't give up any particular food no i mean yes cut down on sugar you can get along without it the, mm. the process kind but it, it's hard but it isn't beneficial to people to become you know
1: any, any kind of thing where they sense it's deprivation then it's going to mm. fail it's destined for failure. But well, when
0: it's anything it's a temporary solution, you don't yeah. want a temporary solution.
1: Mm. No, but you do want people to change their habits over a period of time. The one thing with me I will ask or suggest or instruct people to get out of the habit of is over-processed food.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Bec- not <clears throat> particularly because it's got eight ingredients in it and this and the other. It's one particular one, the flavor enhancer MSG. Yeah.
0: Oh, except that absolutely Because he just makes
1: everything Moorish.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. You know, if you want and to eat if you want to eat chili, make a pan of it yourself. Don't buy it in a tin. Right. Denise, we've waffled on, we filled the show up.
0: <laughs> when when don't we waffle? All right. So I will see you in the very near future. You good will
1: I'm mean, making this next sense. Next sure, week we've got a guest on. Oh good. We've got Dan Roberts on.
0: That's nice. I haven't met him yet.
1: No, me neither. <laughs> I've I've spoken with him online, but I've not actually met him yet. Um so he's gonna be our guest on the next show.
0: Right. And he is also not a hypnotist.
1: No, he, he a is psychotherapy. a he's a psychotherapist, yeah. BACP registered psychotherapist. And he does do guided meditation, so so we'll 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 let uh, him explain hello, it. Next week. Good. Yeah,
0: yeah we'll, all we'll right. let him
1: explain it next week. All right, we'll see you on okay. the next one.
0: See you soon. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening please remember this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only so remember consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one
1: if you found this episode useful you can apply for free continuing professional development or cme credit using the link provided in the show notes feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.